Okay, everybody, welcome back to Tom Chat. This week we have a pretty cool episode where we're going to talk about um, Fallon Fox, a transgender um, MMA fighter, but really we're going to talk about trans athletes in sports. It's been a, a pretty hot button issue right now, and um, I'm here with my friend Jenny Ostermiller. Hello. And Jenny is writing a paper for an English course, similar to what I was ta- talking about last week. <clears throat> in terms of the assignment, um, but this was hers, and so uh, she's done all of this awesome research, so I think it's going to be really informative if you haven't really dove into this topic, and also it's just going to be fun because Jenny's awesome. So Thanks, yeah. Thomas. So we're talking about, tell me, this is your assi- your English assignment. Yes. You wrote a paper. What's What are, what are we looking at? What are you, are you arguing something? What are we doing with this? So it was really hard for me. You had to pick a subject that you hadn't already developed a strong opinion about. Mm. And for me, who was very opinionated, it was very hard to find <laughs> to right. find a subject I could see both sides of. Uh. And so entering this, I was like, okay, I can see both sides of like, met, like I have sons who are way big, uh, two feet taller than my daughters. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I can see where that's an unfair advantage if they're playing against cisgendered women. Oh, so trans, so trans, so trans women athletes. Mm-hmm. The argument is that you know, there's a huge argument that's like they have um, a biological. It's advantage. not fair because they were assigned male um, gender at birth, yes. male sexuality at birth, yes. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but and so there's things like bone structure and muscle mass. And their hearts are larger. Their uh, lungs are larger. Those are those are facts. Yes. Okay. So those are facts that are that's interesting. So, um, okay. So go on. Like what? No, you're fine. What? So, <laughs> I read the first uh, piece of research I found. Yeah. And was like, oh nope, I know what I would think about this topic. Right. Right. Because we've already <laughs> thought. Right. And so my conclusion is, we just include people. We well, include women. Okay. Well, great. Then the end of the show. Thanks for. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. No, uh, it's not, which was that easy. Uh, I feel the same way. I've actually been challenged recently to um, put, let's see, to wear the shoes of a father. This was in a conversation I had in a therapy session. Nice. So this is fun to bring out. Put my shoes in the father. Uh, put your shoes in the father? Put my shoes. Uh, wait, put did I say shoes. put my shoes in the yeah, father? Don't put your shoes no. in any father. Put on the shoes of a father. <laughs> yeah. Who. <laughs> Has a, who has a daughter who um, is a senior in high school and runs track or something, mm-hmm. um, and is you know relying on doing well to get into college to get a scholarship. Yes, and there is um, a transgender athlete on the team, a trans woman athlete yes. on the team, um, and to see. To, to see through his eyes how that's an unfair advantage and how it's going to affect his daughter. And I have to be honest with you, when mm-hmm. I was in that session, I said I can't do it. And I thought about it for a couple of days, and I still had a hard time doing it. I'm still working on it. Because I have my mindset about it. Yeah. If this First off, if this girl's entire future is relying on like a foot race, then maybe something went a lot, went wrong yeah. in the yeah. planning stages. Yeah, there's some the other way. things to talk about. But also about. I feel like if you're the, the best... In then you're the best. If you if you're if if this man's daughter loses a race to a trans athlete, then maybe the daughter could have trained more, or maybe there was more. There's so many things. That is a beautiful point. There's so many things. So the research I did, um, I read a really good book. Are trans bodies, trans lives? 
<laughs> and um, it's a scientific textbook, and it talks about elite athletes are just that. Okay. And elite athletes all have advantages, whether it's height. Look at Michael Phelps. Yeah. It has nothing to do with his sex. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they've got seven-foot guys playing in the NBA. Yeah. We're not all just going to be seven yeah. feet. We're not all just going to have the same bodies. Right. But they also talked about um, wealth. Mm. If, if you were someone who wanted to be an elite athlete and your parents could afford from the time you were little to just really hold you up and support you, that's an unfair advantage, right? Right, yeah. The... the uh, opportunity to have, like, um, I know that um, playing hockey when you're little. Oh, it's uh, so expensive. It's super expensive for all the equipment and stuff, so a lot of people you know, can't do it. Yeah. And it's also, like, um, early morning uh, practices at a rink. And so you have to have a parent who have doesn't to have, have to go to work, work at 6 in the morning mm-hmm. that can drive you. There's yes. the car. Yes. There's um, the, the getting on the team, buying all the equipment. There's a lot of investments. Also going to all the tournaments. Yeah, traveling. Yeah. These aren't things that um, everyone can do. Yeah. So, like, elite athletes have lots of different advantages. Yeah. And the way that, for example, the Olympics, in order for a trans woman to compete in women's sports, they have to have been on uh, hormone blockers, like testosterone blockers, and have had estrogen shots for at least a year. And it used to be that you also had to have surgery. Wait, for trans female female athletes, you have to take the testosterone Testosterone blocker. Testosterone blocker. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And then estrogen shots. Do they? But they don't make the men take testosterone Absolutely blockers, not. and they don't make the men take estrogen. No, and the crux of this, the the root of this, is that as a society, we see uh, female athletes as less than male athletes. Mm. For example, there are forty more uh, Olympic sports for men than there are for women. Wow. Why is that? Um, I don't know. Right? I don't know, especially because uh, I, I can add to this. Uh, I follow the national women's soccer team very closely. And they are amazing. And they're the best team in the world, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Um, as far I've said it before on the podcast, but <clears throat> if you took the national women's USA soccer team and put them up against a Premier League club or something, I'd put my money on the, on the women's team. But in the United States... Um, our men's team doesn't qualify for the Olympics, that which they just did not, like, last week. They yeah. didn't qualify for the Olympics again. And um, and they get, they're get they getting paid more. The men Absolutely. are getting paid more. And so, like, for the... And uh, sponsors. And, yes. Spo- yeah. Yes. And for, um, like, and, and it brings up this, like, why aren't people watching women's sports as much is what... What I ask, because um, the governing body that determines this pay, they said, well, the men, the men do more traveling, more people. It's not true. The the um, the men play at a higher caliber of soccer. Not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, those ladies have vaginas. Y- yes, that's, that's the, all. That's pr- <laughs> that's the issue. <laughs> that's it. The issue is the vagina. Yep. So if we could just fix the vagina, then we could fix. <laughs> No, I, and so it's it's completely, it's this um, socioeconomic Absolutely. thing because there's money involved and mm-hmm. in, in being able to be good. But really what it is is it's uh, no matter what disadvantage I think um, that or, – or, or no matter what advantage you're going to have as an athlete, say like uh, – they say like, well, if it's a trans female athlete, there's a physical advantage. No matter what that advantage is, it is completely outweighed – 
by all of the disadvantages that that person faces on a daily basis. Well, they even talked about Ethiopian runners. One reason they do so well in the Olympics is that they are at such a high elevation that their their lungs are better suited when they get down to a low elevation than someone who trains right. at sea level, right? right? Yeah, and MMA fighters um, will train like top team is a big uh, training facility uh, in like Denver, in the Denver area. And um, a lot of MMA fighters will train at higher elevations so that... So their lungs are stronger. Yeah, so they'll they'll, be, they'll just be able to... It's kind of like in baseball, you put a weight on the end of your yeah. bat, and then you would try to hit that way, or you'd swing that way, and then the bat would feel lighter when you didn't have the weight on it. And you just get it. Yeah. I love baseball. Yeah, but isn't it great? I love the ping of the bat. The ping. The ping the is ping so of the bat. Happy. I like the crack of the bat. No, like a... And the ping of the bat. Well, yeah, if it's an aluminum bat, but... I love it. In MLB, they use a wood bat. It's fine. Whatever. It's... <laughs> what, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, okay, so let's talk about Fallon Fox. Let's do talk about Fallon Fox. So she is, an if you don't know, a female, a trans-female MMA fighter who was not out until a journalist um, did some digging and basically told her, I'm going to out you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so she went ahead and outed herself. So because of this, she's not allowed to play in like the UFC league. Oh, are you kidding me? No. No way. Um, And and that the UFC is the top level, really, of organized MMA. It didn't used to be that way, but it's been years and years. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of um, there's a lot of stigma involved in MMA. And um, now that uh, they spent decades trying to get rid of to make it like a legit thing. Um, And it's regulated by athletic commissions in every state. So, yeah. So if you (laughs) if you can't get a job at the best place. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. So she's a phenomenal fighter. Yeah. Yeah, she is. No, and, and um, you know, she's the, she is still allowed to fight in other places. Other leagues, for sure. Um, and, and I know, you know, um, you know, I think she's had a Bellator fight and she had, uh, oh, did she have a strike force fight? I don't remember. Find the one. But, but she's, but she's, she's, she's fought and she's fought since she was out. Um, um, so she had done the year on of hormone therapy, which basically like changes your muscle mass, changes a lot of the things, the advantages that men would typically have. Right. So <clears throat> she's just a good fighter, in my opinion. Um, she was basically un- undefeated and just doing a great job, and nobody would take her seriously. They were like, she's just a man. Until she talks about this turning point when um, she lost to Evan to who Evan Smith. Hmm, don't know, not familiar. But she lost to her, and it gave her validity because women shouldn't win all the time in our paradigm. Oh, so that she failed val or gave credence to. Her You're kidding as a me. Woman. So, yeah. Well, okay. So people are like, yeah, she's just gonna dominate the sport. Yeah. She's gonna dominate yeah. uh, the female division. I guess if I was doing their voice, I would say he's just gonna dominate yes, the female absolutely. division. Absolutely. Um, uh, and then, so it takes a loss for people to go. Yeah. Well. Okay. It is a term called failing queerly. No. Yes. I actually have never heard about this. So it happens with a lot of gay people 
who are not taken seriously until they fail. Because we are comfortable with them. We don't want them to be the best because then we're threatened. So if they can fail, we have more acceptance. So like as a cis, Mm -hmm. gendered, heterosexual person. Also, black people have the same kind of thing. If you're too successful, we don't like that. So some failure humanizes them. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Wow. And Fallon Fox is black. Yes. And a trans woman. Yeah. How many um she how many oppressed how many oppressed minorities can you fit in that in that description? That's yeah. crazy. One in a in a man and, and honestly, um I don't want to say a male dominated sport, but it's like um because uh I'm a lot of times I'm looking forward to the female fights. Um it's dominated in in the fact that it was only males for so long, yeah. I guess, and that's still part. It's just systemically a male dom- dominated sport, but it doesn't need to be that way. Well, and at first, when they would first start having female MMA fighters, they were these blonde bombshells. Yes, Paige Van Zant. Yes, uh, moving all the way up to Ronda Rousey, but I would never call her a blonde bombshell. <laughs> She's four months pregnant. Bless Is her she heart. great anyway. for her? She's a rotten <clears throat> person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she. Uh, well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She yeah. She's a Sandy Hook denier. So. She's a, she, anyway, let's not get into that. Oh, why not? Oh. No, there's no, okay. you get into Ronda Rousey? You want to talk about Ronda? Well, we can talk about Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey doesn't, doesn't have any respect for anyone in the trans community. Well, yeah, she's in my research. Oh, great. Let's, then you know what? Where's the bus? <laughs> let's throw her under it. No, she just, um, yeah, real hate, real nasty hate speech, uh, calls, Fallon Fox, he refuses, refuses to ever fight with her, ever, ever, ever. Sure. Yeah, she doesn't want to lose. So guess what? Yeah. She's lost her last few fights. Yeah. That's why she's at home having a baby right now. Yeah. She she just said that, you know, you have to be really good to keep getting booked. And, uh, you know, she's lost a few. Sounds like you're insecure, lady. She went to pro wrestling for a while. (laughs) Oh, did she really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she did. She's in the WWE for a good... Year and a half. They also yeah. talk about Joe Rogan as being um, someone who was very hurtful to Fallon Fox, a very open opponent of her competing. Yeah. Uh, Which surprises me because Joe Rogan's such a hero. No, my God. Your sarcasm. <laughs> I, I, I get the sarcasm. Um, I lose. I don't believe in a man card, but um, mm-hmm. in the con- if you do and you're listening to this, um, you'll understand when I say I have to turn over my man card to say that um, I hate Joe Rogan with a passion mm-hmm. um, because not because he says horrible things, but that he says horrible things get called gets called out about him and doesn't do any reflection to fix it or no. to or to see things from another side. And he is he first of all he loves MMA. He mm-hmm. trains MMA. This guy could beat any of us up. But he's a also, wannabe, though, don't you think? Well, but also, I mean, well, he's a, he used to be a stand-up comedian, right? Yeah. I remember seeing him telling jokes. Uh-huh. And I, maybe if he fought, it'd be a joke. But on his show, man, he's he's um, he he says racist stuff. He says uh, he is king of his own castle. Transphobic stuff. The mm. guy just got a huge deal uh, moving his show to Spotify. Um, the guy makes more money than either of us will ever see in our lives. <laughs> and he uses this huge platform and he use, and he's got, sure. If one week he has an interesting, um, interview with Willie Nelson, that doesn't, that doesn't cancel out that the next week is just a completely transphobic episode. Yeah. No. And he does that all the time. So I can't listen to him. Like the guy's yeah. garbage. He hates, he hates pro wrestling cause it's not real 
it's not real fighting. You know, it's this billion dollar industry. He's like, yeah, that's that's garbage. But then um, when someone comes from pro wrestling and comes like um, to the MMA, he'll do that he'll until they out. win. Until they oh. win, and then he'll, and then he'll be like, "Oh, okay, maybe it's cool." So maybe that's like the opposite. That's the opposite. Of See, the, men fa- the failing clearly. Yes. Yeah. So we celebrate a man who's undefeated. We celebrate. Yes. Him. We shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. Can't be beat. Can't a woman Toughest. cannot. We are so threatened. Gotta by knock a her woman. down. Yep. Gotta knock her down a peg. Gotta show her. Gotta let her know her place. Let her know who's boss. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Gross. You know what's interesting is <laughs> that's so gross. It's so gross. I don't understand it, and it's so it's so. There's, so, there's you're not surprised by that, though, no, right? because no, 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 no. And this is you know g- gender um, is a social construct. Absolutely. So, so um, I, I think in this argument of trans athletes, should they be uh, of what like category they should be fighting in? Um, since it's a social construct, these should be social questions, I think. But sure. people go straight to like. Uh, oh, I read a guy. I read a comment on a, a video um, of a, a, um, a trans male boxer, mm-hmm. um, and somebody said, "That's pretty badass." Yeah, and somebody said in the comments, um, um, "Paleontologists dig up bones, and they're either male or female. Get over it." Like that's the idea. This, the, I mean, but that encompasses the idea, right? People go straight to like the science of like. What is man? What is wo- I don't. I raised my hand. Yes. Although I realize that doesn't make any sense. Not on, on a podcast. podcast. No, you um, have to just say words. <laughs> <laughs> you just get into it. So I can't remember the syndrome. You can inherit both X's from yes, your mother. You can and have one Y. Yeah. And then you're kind of this ambiguously sexed person. One in like one in five people have some kind of some kind of intersex. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's the same percentage of people who have red hair. Yeah. So if you're just looking at bones, you're well, missing. You missed it. How much bones are you? I mean, it's, it's great. It's it's great that you found a place to start. But if you were in an English class like we've been in, mm-hmm. that you'd need to revise and look further into your. Yeah. It's just it's a social construct. It anyway. really is. Anyway. I was so I talked to some female athletes. Yeah. Who'd you talk to? I talked to. So I was at you know our friend Tylee. You talked to Tylee? I love Tylee. Bless Tylee's heart. I know, I see She's her. a volleyball player. That's where I saw her. It's got those cute little knee pads. I know. She's so cute. I just referred to her as having cute little knee pads. See? I did it. You wouldn't do it's, that with The Rock. Nope. I would do I would do that with The you Rock. You would. Though. You would. And that's that's I want I'm and I, I won't apologize for it, but it shows you how like that's It's ingrained. Ingra- how ingrained it is. Yes. Yeah, that that I went that way. So Again, before we go further, um, there's a lot of like, um, I talk a lot about racial identity. There's mm-hmm. a lot of um, sexual identity that it's in gender identity is what I want to say. Gender identity. Yes. That's important to learn for yourself. So um, what I just showed is that I have a little <laughs> more gender identity to go through um, to, to flesh out. Uh, and that's good. I think I'll be working on it my whole life. And I think yeah. that's good. Yeah. We so all you will. talked to Tylee, the so greatest I, volleyball player of all yes. time. Yes. So she's. Not a crazy tall person, um, but boy, can she get after it. She's okay. amazing. I was taking video. She was doing splits, saving the ball. No like way. She, oh, I have video. She was amazing. Wow. So I talked to, I was working on this paper, and somebody saw over my shoulder, and she was an athlete, and she was real excited about the topic and wanted to talk to me. And so we had a good discussion about it, and she expressed those same concerns over biological advantage. Right. Um, but ultimately... 
She's like, no, let him play. I'll play. I'd play him. Yeah. And I talked to three other uh, athletes, and they all had varying degrees of concern about the biological advantage. That was... Mm. I mean, that's a valid... Sure. No, I, I get it. That's a valid concern. Plus, this is... This is... I mean, it's not new, new territory, yeah. but it's still not... Um, it's the lines haven't all been drawn. No, like the lines are constantly moving as everyone's trying to figure this out. Yeah, we're all trying to figure it out, and yeah. it will never be static. No, so there's questions. It's I get dynamic. It. Having questions is great. Having questions is great. As long as you're listening. Yeah. After you ask. I hate that. Always listen after you I ask. Know this guy. Don't just say your point. Richard. Um, yeah. 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 yeah who does? Yeah. No, my dad. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. exactly like that. No, yeah. I, I, I completely agree. Um, some people <laughs> talk at you, and they are yeah. just saying their thing. Um, a lot of, um, again, a lot of gender identity stuff is listening to people. How are you going to understand what it's like um, being mm-hmm. a, a, a trans female athlete or a trans male athlete if you uh, if you don't listen to what it's actually like? They know you don't. So, all that, you know, got to so be listening. the other athletes I talked so all the athletes I talked to were concerned about that advantage mm-hmm. a little, varying degrees. Okay. But every single one of them would play. They'd do it. Every single one of them would welcome them to a team. And those women are, there are some who are six foot four. And there are some who are five foot nothing. Sure. And they compete together. And they work their little tails off. Yeah. So. There's already advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. If you're born tall, you're going to be better. It's how much work are you putting in? It's the work. I get in trouble having that, that conversation when I get into this because I honestly in my heart truly believe that, um. It's how much work you put in, that that what you put in is what you get out. So um, obviously, if there happened to be like an NBA scout at your um, college game or something and he saw you do something awesome, that's luck that there was like a guy there that saw that happen. But if you're consistent, then he would have seen it anytime. Everyone would see it. And so yeah. I think that, that that's, that's the deal. And I get stuck on that because I honestly think that if you put in the work, you deserve it. Oh. That's it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're black. It doesn't matter if you're Asian. It doesn't matter if you're white. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor or if yeah. you're a man or a woman. Yeah. Huh. So another thing that's made this so big right now is Biden just signed the Equality Act. Which yes. Was, which was an um, executive order yeah. um, in January. And people were really pissed about it. People on the right were really pissed about it. Um, Why? What are they mad about? Oh, I could read it too. Tell me something. Tell me. I. I mean, <laughs> we can sit. We can sit. We're both liberal folks. We could sit here and yeah. and, and speculate all day. But let's get into it. Um. Where is it? Oh. Does this include the um the uh, military uh, uh transgender stuff he was talking about? Is that in here too, or is that? I different? don't know. Okay. Anyway. So all it matter. all it does it's not a new law. All right. it does is it encourages. Existing organizations within the federal government mm-hmm. to review their policies, review their procedures, review their standards, and right. make sure that they are in accordance with the existing non-discrimination. Oh, uh, so it's already there. So okay, right, right. Like when we passed gun control, whatever, it was laws that were already there. We're just asking. So this is like a booster for yeah. uh, for something that already... Because we need a reminder after the last uh, four Ugh. years. We need a little bit of a reminder to treat people with respect. Do you and think? to not discriminate. I, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, people... Uh, so I, <laughs> I had to do research um, on the right, which was hard for me. Yeah. Because like the Heritage Foundation, the Alliance Defending Freedom... Mm-hmm. 
um, things like that. I don't necessarily put a lot of. Because it's hard to sit in that space, or what's the deal? <laughs> I just want to scream bullshit. I know, I know, I know, but I know, but you know, that's the part of. Uh, this is part of uh, growing a growth mindset is we want to be able to know what the other, you know, again, put the shoes I know. not in the father, but put the shoes yeah, on don't put shoes of the father. father. <laughs> yeah. Don't put shoes. What did no. she say? Well, that's very technical. Thing. Yes, I know. Yeah. She just talks about that. Um, this woman from the Heritage Center talks about uh, that. If President Biden valued women and wanted to protect them, right, that he would determine that sex is binary. Oh, and okay, as far as like Title Nine goes, I don't know if you know what Title yes, Nine is. Very much so. Um, that as far as Title Nine goes, that we're not protecting women; we're putting them in danger by allowing these men to be in um, like a bathroom or a, a locker room with our danger with our daughters. Right. Right, so there's a there, a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear and a lot of insecurity and a lot of. You have to wonder, um, you know, what someone's religion, their background, mm-hmm. what their parents were like. Yeah. That, you know, um, uh, they probably were the same, but um, uh, the everybody comes at it with their own set of what do you call context. it? Just context, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and. Um, I uh, I don't so say I walk <laughs> say, say I walk into a bathroom at the mall. Yeah. And I walk into uh, the men's bathroom and a woman comes in and uses the stall next to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be I'm going to look at her and be like, uh That's weird. Lady, there's a lady in here. Yeah. Now I'm going to go pee and then I'm going to leave yeah. cuz I got to pee. Um the other way though there's this whole, like, you can't have a man in the women's bathroom because men are rapists and will will, All of them. will hurt you. Um, there are things like um, working as a medical assistant, I couldn't give someone an EKG. I couldn't give a woman an EKG unless I had... Because um, it's on her breast. A female chaperone with mm. me, or unless it was, like, her husband was there and gave the okay. Just a third person. So, oh. that, yeah, there always has to be another uh, another person. Um mostly it was I needed a female chaperone. In fact, at one point it just went to, in our office, they just said, just stop doing them and we'll just have uh, someone else Radio stop what they're doing and go do it. And um, I don't know, like, I, I know that that's, look, for me, there's not a lot of op- oppression in that department, but for me, I was like, wow, I felt embarrassed. I was like, I'm not dangerous. Yeah. Why do you think I'm dangerous? But when you go to a gynecologist, um, your wife's only had female gynecologists, huh? Yes. So yeah. I've gone to male gynecologists, and um, you always have to have a second person when they're doing a pelvic exam. And I appreciate that. Really? Yeah. Because huh. it's pretty awkward, and there's opportunity. That's a... I don't think my doctor's a rapist. Okay. But that as a procedure okay. to prevent any kind of victimization, I, I would be comfortable with. So maybe we could have, like... Um... Maybe we could have then uh, trans female MMA fighters, but they have to be trained by men to make it. No, maybe. I'm just saying. I'm just, I don't know. I'd like a trans male gynecologist. 
That would work for me. That would work for that you. That would work for me. So, but what are you going to do? Be like, oh, I, yeah, you're my gynecologist. Now, can you go ahead and tell me, like, how do you like to have sex? How do you identify yourself? Yeah. How do you do all these things? No, yeah. you're not going to do that. Because if you yeah. did that to me, I'd be like, get off my ass. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah. So my friend Emily is a lesbian and she, the first time she met her partner's uh, really interesting family. Yes. They're kind sure. of. Uh, anyway, um, they were asking how they had sex, like just in, like out in... in the car on the way home from the airport. No, yeah, like you would never, you would never ask that. Wow. Yeah, but that was their big question. That's what they wanted to know. Yeah. How's it work? Oh, constantly, constantly. What? I said hallway to hallway. That's what I said. I would have said none of your business. <laughs> none of your business. Or I would have said very carefully, or I would have given them like a um, uh, some crazy answer that would have made it so they never would have asked again. Yeah. 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 So would I. Huh. But isn't that? No. It's yeah, and it brings up a. I mean, and that's part of what I'm bringing up here is like it's just it's so like why do we ask? Why do we feel like we're asking? Okay, so it's I like see... they have less of a right to privacy because right. they are openly gay, Be, or just because they're talking about sexuality or because they're talking about gender yeah then all of a sudden you've lost some kind of credibility yeah no 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 and i if i walked around just being like i am a cisgender heterosexual (laughs) man and i like to have sex with women if i did that it would be super annoying Mm -hmm. um and but it and it would be acceptable and it would be normal for people to be like yeah do you like this do you You like that guys would be like that yeah yeah but if a girl Completely different. Yeah. And these are all based on just social standards. Mm-hmm. This is all social standards. This Absolutely. has nothing to do with your cell division or your, your growth <laughs> or your hormones or any of that or stuff. who you are and who you love. Right. Who cares? Right. It's none of your business. Huh. Yeah. It's interesting. I think, so, so what, what do you think, you think everyone should, you think that if there's a, do you think that if there's a college basketball player okay that is uh trans female mm-hmm. and she's just great if she you made think the team, that yeah. you, you think you think that she should also be able to go on to the nba and just absolutely just like everybody else absolutely so let me tell you as a woman who has used a locker room with other women yes that trans female athlete especially like in high school yeah would be in a lot more danger than the girls that she's in there with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course. So the danger is misplaced. That the, fear is misplaced. It's the it's the it's the um villagers with a torch coming to Frankenstein's castle yes. at that point. Yes. They're yes. so afraid of her. Mm-hmm. She's not the one to be afraid of. They're the ones holding the torch. Do you know what's so funny? I went to a conference. It was the National Sexual Assault Conference. And they had it was a typical hotel, but they had taken the men's and women's restroom signs off and just had all gender restrooms okay so i just go into a bathroom and i see urinals and i was like oh dear i'm in the men's room and then i was like no jenny you believe in this you put your money <laughs> you put your money put your where your, your mouth, mouth is. is you just walk right in there as bold as you can and you just walk in you go pee yeah you go pee so mm-hmm. i walk into one of two stalls why don't you guys just have all stalls by the way because we want to hurry and just go up to the wall. Because we've been conditioned to be in a hurry. I, Not all of my kids pee standing up. Why not sit down? Why not sit down? 
Because once again, if you're listening to this and you believe in this type of thing, (laughs) I'd have to give my man card away if you knew that I sat down to pee. But I'm going to be honest with you. It's cleaner. Um, A lot of times I just go in there and I stand. And but um, there are many times throughout a week that I will just sit. Yeah. And pull out my phone. Yeah. And take a sec. Take a sec. Yeah. I'm all about it. Or don't pull out your phone and just get present. Just feel. Just Whatever. feel Sit it. Down. Just feel that. Yeah. Bathroom. Right? <laughs> That's your time, though. So I go into this men's bathroom. Yeah. I use the bathroom. And then I come out, and there are two men. Two dudes. Two, Yeah. Two, <laughs> two dudes Uh-oh. at the sink. There's three sinks, and they're on both ends. So I go in between them, and I'm washing my hands. And it was, they wouldn't look at me. There was no chit chat. There was nothing. And I was like, oh, they are mad I am in here. They, they were so rude. And then I asked my male friends, I'm like, can you believe it? They wouldn't talk to me or make eye contact. And they were like, that's just a men's room. Yeah. Like, how weird. We don't talk. Oh, I'll tell you how cute your outfit is. Oh, no. we Yeah, no, we don't. We, we don't do that. Um, I'll say something walking in or I'll say something walking out. Um, the energy was weird. There's, there's, and, and if anybody wants to uh, continue the conversation, uh, <laughs> you can hit me up on Twitter um, at underscore Tom Sherlock and you, we can talk about this. But there, it, I, my experience, and I'm 42 years old, is that in a, in a public restroom, especially at like a big, a big, like a mall or sporting like event sporting or something, event. Mm-hmm. it's just quiet. You don't look, you don't talk. You weird. Look, you look straightforward. You don't look at anybody. Um, there's this um, why is tension. that? Do you think there's why? this it tension? It was very tense. Be- and I thought it was because of me. You, well, I mean, I think we're all gonna wonder in our own minds what it is, and we're all gonna be thinking stuff. But there, there's just kind of this. Uh, there's so much masculinity. Arr. Yeah, so much of so much of that that um, say I, you know, I'm now I'm not even talking about like if you were looking at somebody's like privates while they were going to the bathroom. I don't want anybody because you shouldn't look at somebody's privates while they're going to the bathroom. That's ba- the thing. I don't that's want anybody up. to watch me. When right. I go to that's the bathroom. not that's not what I'm talking about. But even just like eye contact or even anything like it's not there. There's this weird tension in the room that we're we're going to the bathroom and trying to get out of there. As soon as possible. Not us. We are in this together. Yeah. We are, like, if we're in line and... There's a... There was, yeah. There was an age... Di- okay, so I was in L.A. I was at the Staples Center, um, and I, I was going to a L.A. Kings hockey game, and I was in the bathroom, and I made friends before I got into the bathroom with this nice older guy who has season tickets, and we were talking hockey, and I was loving it because I love, like, yeah. people's stories and yeah. stuff. And we probably talked for 20 minutes, and then I was like, well, i got to run to the restroom. And um, I was going to the restroom. When I came out, he was coming back. He was going in to go to the restroom. And we talked a little bit there. We were the only two talking in the whole bathroom. And there were 25, 30 people in that bathroom. And we were like, oh, my gosh, in 2011 when they won the Stanley Cup, that was crazy. And you were here for that? I'm from Utah. We don't even have a team. We were doing that. And... The, you could see people kind of looking over their shoulders like, why? What's going on? Can I ask a question? It's weird. Yeah. Please. So what if a man, a gay man or a man that you you perceive as gay comes sure. into the men's restroom? Are they treated differently? Not by me. So I don't know. Okay. 
Not by me, so I don't know. I, I'm in there to go to the bathroom. So am I. And I, I, you know me. I'm going to talk to everyone. I talk to everyone. Everyone. I, it doesn't matter who you... People at stores. I can't stop into a store just to pick something up. I'm mm-hmm. talking to take everyone. forever. I talk to everyone. I'm working on my active listening skills, so I really want to hear what people are saying. Because so like, me and Tom are going to be therapists. Yes. We're, yes, we're going into social work. And I... I and and I, I generally care generally really do care about people. I don't feel threatened at all about um a- anything that's sexually. Do you know what I mean? Like and first of all, I don't know if somebody's um homosexual who's coming into the bathroom yeah. because um they don't wear signs on their faces that say I'm a homosexual. Um, I've seen those signs tattooed on your forehead. Right. Hi, I'm a homosexual. <laughs> Hi, I'm a, so, so I, so I don't know, and I don't want to say I don't care because I, I, I do care. But why would I be asking about somebody's sexual behavior in a bathroom? Because that's where we take out our parts to go to the bathroom. You can say penis. Why wouldn't you? Well, why, like, why is that the place to ask for it? Why, like, I don't go to like uh, the restaurant, Mexican restaurant, and then the <laughs> waiter comes up and I'm just like, hey, do you like to have sex with boys or? <laughs> I'd like a Diet Coke, please, but I'd like you to figure this out first, because yeah. I need to figure out if I want to continue having you as my server. Yeah. What, what? How much am I tipping you? Exactly. Oh, come Gay on. Gay or straight. This is ridiculous. So I don't know why it's, it's, it's such a big deal there, but uh, anyway, yeah. I, I'm, diff- I'm I'm definitely, um, there, there are millions of people like me, but it's not the norm, that, and especially in like a... a in in my the male culture, it's not the norm. We, I think it's beautiful. People are afraid. Um, men, a lot is of men. It fear. A lot of men. Um, might. I think I. This is not a joke, but I yeah. know it sounds like one. I think a lot of men are afraid that um, that they have um, urges they don't want to acknowledge. Oh, got it. Or that if they acknowledge, it'll make them weak. The the whole like men shouldn't cry. Type of dynamic, which has done wonders for yeah. our population. Right, right. It's like it, it doesn't it, it doesn't resonate with me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I cry if I stub my toe, and I cry if I uh, do really well, like on a video game. It's it's, it's, the, way, it's the way to live with passion. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to say those things, uh, but uh, nah, again, it's that's not the norm. Yeah. At all. No. Yeah. Chicks think it's hot. Chicks think it's hot. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so I don't know. I don't, <laughs> great. If I'd have known that in high school, I just would have walked around crying. Just ball. You can only cry sometimes. That's true. So, so how let's how do we let's do a solution thing? Okay. Let's pick a let's pick and there isn't one, but let's pick something. I say that beyond just being inclusive, yes. that everyone should be over things. I believe that. If you are an athlete who takes... Okay, if you're a baseball player who uses steroids... Yes. You shouldn't be put in the Hall of Fame because you were kind of cheating mm-hmm. to what you were doing. Um, but you're still an amazing player. And and um, I, I just... Yeah, it doesn't mean you didn't try really hard. Right, you're still an amazing player and you are still a great athlete. And so it's kind of like the later in life honors that I think kind of get stripped there's yeah. guys that have you that, that's a big thing in baseball um i think that there should not be testosterone regulation tests in the olympic at all i don't think anybody should be checking your level of well do you know what they do they do uh genital testing also 
So, and then cisgendered women who have a high level of testosterone are put under enormous amounts of scrutiny because their testosterone level's high, just naturally. This is what I'm talking about. So, yeah. th- so this is a cisgender woman who... Has a lot of testosterone. Yeah, and so they're like, well, maybe you can't... Maybe you're not... Yeah. No. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Oh, so since the Biden that's a, thing? That's oppression. Yeah. That's discrimination. Since the Biden thing, I forgot to mention this, 20 states... 20 states, Idaho being the first, Utah included, um, have passed sleeping legislation that trans female athletes, they say trans athletes, they mean trans female. They just say trans female. Yeah, because let's be honest. They mean trans female. Because women are not as good of athletes and need to be protected. So they don't, right, I understand. (laughs) Which is garbage. I don't understand, but I understand you. Yeah. So 20 of our 50 states have... Introduce these sweeping bans on trans athletes. Well, I remember there was the Arkansas thing that came up. Is that part of it? Part of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. People are freaking. Yeah, they don't want a girl on the football team. No. Oh, and the you know how Fallon Fox lost? I, way back to our previous right, conversation. Right, right, back to Fallon Fox, the MMA fighter. The woman she lost to yeah. got disqualified from... The whatever organization she was sure, in. Sure, right. Because of doping. No. Yep. So she was doing she things was to take an advantage. Uh-huh. And beat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it just shows you that, like, yeah. there's so much at play in these issues. Yeah. So, like, how would you find a solution? Like, there, there isn't. My my proposal is shut down, shut down the testing. Oh, well, then some big roided up guy is going to beat up some other guy. And you're going to pay $69.99 to watch it on a Sunday. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. That's yeah. that's what it is. Gladiator syndrome. I, I have it. I like to watch people perform. I like to watch, just as I like to watch a musical, I li- you know, on a stage, I like yeah. to watch sports because it's people doing stuff that's... It's, it's 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 cool that people can do all these things, but we Rest- got, I say get rid of this this testing stuff because. N- n- well, what a violation! You're, you're, what a violation! Right? Yeah. I was reading a thing about how they wanted to. Speaking of genitals, how um, there were people who wanted to inspect, like visually inspect. Yes. You, like to see if you have a penis or yes. a vagina. That's what I'm talking about. To play a sport. Yes. What? So if your blood indicates that you have a higher level of testosterone, you are then subjected to a genital they exam. They now are going to look at your yes, privates. Yes, absolutely. Which, if any of you were ever taught anything basic by your parents, <laughs> it's not to let anybody do that. What? That's weird. This is my no-no square. I teach my kids <laughs> that we don't we don't let people look at that. Nope. And, um, huh. But isn't that degrading? And Super degrading. Yeah, that's nuts, huh? Possible solutions... So some of the stuff I read talked about, um, like, co-ed stuff, possibly, or um, just stuff without gender. Okay. So maybe, like, making something new. So same sport, and we just go, everybody can play. Right. Like, as a league or something, which I don't know how viable that is you have have no idea how much i would love that it'd be fun the dynamics Mm -hmm. of of the teams yep would be so incredible because wouldn't it be fun to watch some little woman just kick some big guy's ass yeah and it would just (laughs) and it would just be cool to see how things settle because like in the nba you put an experiment how cool yeah like okay so like in baseball you have like your fastest player Mm -hmm. on your team is like your leadoff guy um and then, like, your big slugger is, like, fourth, is, like, your cleanup hitter and stuff, the guy who hits all the home runs. And it's just, like, how how would that work in when you have a co-ed team? Because 
Um, I don't want to say that it, that this is a novelty. It's not a novelty, but the dynamics of where you would place um, male and female yeah, athletes. Players, yeah. yeah, that would, would be interesting to see how that works out. And yeah. then how do people respond under a male or female coach? Yeah. Because um, there are no female coaches in yeah. there. I wouldn't enjoy a male coach, I don't think. You would not enjoy a male no, coach? No, they're very aggressive. That's such a stereotype. I watch... That dudes, is such a stereotype. The football dudes, they I'm, are mean. I'm a, I'm a male. Do you think if I were, like, your baseball coach, I would be aggressive? Or would I find, like, something positive in you and foster it until you became... I'd be Ted Lasso. You've probably... Maybe I would Ted just Lasso. be a really bad athlete. I don't, I don't like to be told what to do. You don't like do. to be told what to do. Well... That, that's another. That's another story. That is a genderless claim because lots of people don't like. Yeah, to be nobody told likes to be told what to do. Doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't matter what chromosomes you have or what training you do, huh? I want to be a male person. So some kind of co-ed deal, you think? That was just one of the possible solutions. Hmm. Or don't look at my badge. Yeah, that's, that's another one. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've never heard of anybody like, absolutely tell a story about how someone in, that you do a physical. To play sports. Oh, to see if you're healthy enough to do a to sport. To see if you're healthy. Nice. Like, they check your blood pressure. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, but um, but yeah, not not the uh, huh? Isn't that interesting? I I wouldn't I wouldn't be okay with that. I wouldn't be okay with that if I was um in another world if I were a great athlete and say I was in college and they were like oh my gosh everything you did looks great and we want you on the team but we have to see if you have a penis or not. I would I would say I don't I can't it's uh, this, you aren't the people I want to hang out with yeah I'm good <laughs> this isn't this isn't the, you're not the people I, I want to hang this is not worth no, it these, for me these aren't my people something's wrong here because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing anyway what else what do you got what do you that's it that's our fun episode that's it for now wow that's I it think for we now. should do another one on just something else because I love you we should do another one on everything we could do another one right now. We could do about what about everything okay. about the world. Anyway, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening to thanks Tom. Thanks for Chats. having me, Tom. Yes, you bet. This has been Jenny Austin. Jenny, do you have a place online that people can come look at your stuff, or do you want to not have that happen? I don't know. I have an Instagram. Yeah, what's your Instagram? I don't know. Oh my gosh! I think it's just Jenny Oster Miller. You my, think it's just I Jenny Oster Miller? It used to be I Totes Rock. It used to be I Totes Rock. Uh huh. Why is it not now? Um, I don't remember. My kids made it, and then I think my kids changed it. So Jenny just gave out her kids' Instagram <laughs> um, on the internet, so we might actually erase that part. Oh, you will not. Nope. That's, it's not real anyway. It's N- gone. Yep, not not erasing it. All right, well, you can't get a hold of Jenny, but you can get a hold of me at underscore <laughs> Tom Sherlock on Twitter, and we never say um, a goodbye at the end of this podcast. Instead, we say, uh, look how far we've come. Look how far we've come.